Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Buzzworthy Radio, live right now at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Coast Time. I'm Navelle Taylor, your host. We are joined by Michael Papa John. Please tell me I said that right. Please. You did say it right, just like the pizza. Just like the pizza. All right. I was, I was like wondering, like, was it really pronounced that way, or are they shitting with me? I mean, really. <laughs> it's, it's really pronounced like that. Oh, my God. Can I ask how did you get such a, a last name like that? <laughs> yeah, actually, my uh, it's Greek, and my father uh, was born in Greece, and uh, Papa Papiano is the Greek way to say it, but uh, he changed it to Papa John because he owns a produce company in Birmingham, Alabama. Him and my brother run a produce company in Birmingham, Alabama, and Papa John's produce sounds much better. Okay. How, do you get like people saying that you're like the Papa John pizza guy? I have to ask that before we get right into it. Uh, <laughs> are, we, are we being interviewed right now? Yes, we are. Oh, okay, yeah. good. I love going live. Hey, uh, and I'm a straight shooter. First, I appreciate you guys having me. And uh, the answer to your question is all the time. Whenever I'm booking <laughs> a flight, I, like I, I just booked a flight yesterday. And uh, the lady goes at the end of the conversation with Delta. Goes, hey, uh, Michael, are you, are you um, a part of Papa John's Pizza? And I go, I wouldn't be using my frequent flyer miles and flying coach if I was. If you were, <laughs> that is a, that is a good point right there. That that's true. I'm like, why would I fly coach if I was actually the guy that makes the Papa John's Pizza? Really? Well, you know, when I have a baby, uh, I have a 17 month old and a wife, and then when you're flying, and then you know, if you can save some bucks and use your miles, that's great. And uh, but I get it whenever I'm on the phone dealing with, you know, if it's anything with the bank or you know whatever you're dealing with on the phone. At the end of the conversation, most people slide in there. So, are you, are you, you know what I'm talking about? They'll say something <laughs> like that. Or even when I'm at the grocery store, or anytime I use my credit card where they can see my name, yeah, that yeah, yeah. conversation always comes up. Wow, wow. I, I'm I'm kind of envious, kind of envious. Not so much, but I'm kind of envious. <laughs> be envious, be envious. Is if Papa John's Pizza calls me up and says, "Hey." Michael, we'd like you to be a part of our company, and and you know we'll pay you a million a year to say you love the pizza and you're an actor and you're an entertainment business. And the next, you know, when you're on maybe Spider-Man Four, will you eat Papa John's pizza on the set? And I would say absolutely yes. Nice, nice. So speaking of which, of Spider-Man Four, you're actually going to be back in that movie playing uh, uh, Dennis Carradine, who we thought died. Well, I've never said that. Now, I, I, I'm a straight thought, shooter. We thought. What's we that? Thought, we thought that Dennis Carradine died. We, as in me, as and the rest of us Spider-Man fans. But, oh, uh, now my wife always told me. Always, she's a smart woman. She goes, Michael, who said you 
your character died in Spider-Man. I mean, you fell out a window, but who said you died? Right. It's always reminded me of that. And it went really viral on the Internet. I know because uh, I got a lot of emails and Twitters and texts and everything else about it. Uh, but I did a Q&A with Ted Ramey in, um, in Philadelphia a few months ago, and it's online. I mean, at the beginning of the, the Q&A, we probably had about 300 people in the room, and he started off the interview by saying, um, you know, me and Michael are coming back for Spider-Man 4. Uh, and uh, that, so I just kind of gave him a look. And um, maybe he knows something I don't. I don't know. You know, his brother is a guy named Sam. I don't know if you guys heard of him. Mm. Uh-huh. And, uh, but the, what I just said when they asked me, I just said, hey, who said, it, who said I died? So has the studio called me? No, not yet. But, um, you know, I did email the producer and tell him, to remind him that who said I died. And he emailed me back and said, hey, you never know with these characters. You never know. That's true. That's and that's the first time I've ever said that. Um, what I just told you, that is a first. That I've is never a... voiced that out anywhere. Okay. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, we got a first so, here. Yeah. Did you, do you feel special? I feel a little bit special. Yes, I do. I am not ashamed to say it. <laughs> well, you should with a name like Novell. You know, that's a special name. That's cool. I like it. <laughs> it's my own. No one else has it, and I'm like, if anyone else has it, they have to pay me money because it's patented, baby. Hey, maybe when I'm with Papa John's Pizza, I'm going to bring you over, Navelle. <laughs> I like that, man. I like that. You heard it. You heard it. Papa John, if you're listening right now, that is what we're going to be doing. We're going to endorse your pizza like no other. That's right. We're going to do, do a package deal. That is right. That's right. So you you are a stuntman. You are a stuntman, and... I think that's so cool, you know, I, I, because I always wanted to know when you're doing, when a person is doing those stunts, how hurt, how injured does one get when they do that stuff? Because you probably are like going in there and going like, oh my God, this could like really severely injure me or something. Well, Lavelle, I, um, you know, honestly, I don't, after I doubled Adam Sandler and Waterboy, I took all his football hits. I'm, I am Bobby Boucher. You know, <laughs> so that job was in the late 90s, and yeah. I knew in my heart after that job I wanted to focus more on acting. And it was a really physically demanding job, even though it's a high comedy and Adam Sandler's great and all the people he has around him are awesome, and I've worked for him since then. I knew that um, my heart just wasn't in it. And... Uh, but I have taken a lot of, uh, the, you know, I'm, I've, I come from an athletic background. I played baseball at Louisiana State. Taylor Hackford got me in the business doing Everybody's All-American. And I started off in the business taking a lot of football hits. I doubled Dennis Quaid in that movie. And uh, Taylor Hackford encouraged me to come out to Hollywood and be a stunt man. So when I first got in the business, I did a lot of the sports-type movies. But to answer your question, I've taken a lot of hits over the years. Uh, uh, I, my first commercial I did, kind of a first I've ever talked about this, I ran into a commercial, I ran into a goalpost for a hamburger joint, I won't name no names, All right, all right. and I hit a goalpost 29 times head first, and that job, I had two black guys, they came out on the field, checked my blood pressure, and the wardrobe guy said, he's done, it's a wrap, so that was the first time uh, wardrobe ever is called wrap for me. 
Wow. But as far as uh, to wrap up the whole thing about being hurt, I've been banged up. I got banged up on Spider-Man. But you know what? I can knock on wood. I've never had a broken bone. And uh, I knew after Waterboy I was going to really focus on acting. But I I still do a lot of physical-type roles, you know, Mm -hmm. which I really enjoy doing. But when it's time to call in a stunt double, I'll be the first to call him in. (laughs) Nice. So how did you how did you get into stunt work and acting and everything? You were at LSU, you were on the college basketball team over there. So how did you get into that field? Yeah, I actually it kind of came to me. I mean, you know, like I think you know we have a saying, everything happens for a reason. I really believe I'm supposed to be in this business because uh, I actually played baseball. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. I played at junior college in Florida. Got drafted by the Texas Rangers. I didn't sign. I went to Louisiana State. Played on some really great competitive teams that went on to the College World Series. Mm-hmm. And when I was a senior at LSU, uh, when I was finishing my last semester at LSU, they shot everybody's All-American, and they were looking for LSU athletes to play the football players in the background, you know, around Dennis Quaid. And um, I started, uh, I did that, and I they were looking for LSU athletes who weren't eligible anymore, you know, last semester, and I kind of fit in that category. And they said, hey, if you take a hit or deliver a hit, we'll pay you more money. And I started doing that, and I guess doing a really good job at it. Taylor Hacker pulled me off the side and said, hey, we're going to let you double Dennis Quaid. You're doing a great job, but we really like you, and you're very athletic. And right. he goes, I think you would uh, do really well in the stunt business out in Los Angeles. So I owe everything to him, him pulling me off to the side, getting in my ear a little bit. I went off and played another year of minor league baseball. I got released, and I called Taylor long distance from Birmingham, Alabama. He took my call, hooked me up with some of the top stuntmen in the industry to kind of watch over me. And what I did, what I probably one of the better, I've kind of played in my strengths, Novell, I play, I got right into stuntmen softball leagues, entertainment softball leagues, where I was really athletic and people knew, you know, I was a nice guy and I was willing to learn, but I really planted good seeds there at the beginning. Okay. Very, very good. I mean, it it just seems like you just you found your niche. From how you're telling me this story right now, it seems like you found your you found your niche. This is where you want to be. This is what you want to be doing. I like that. Well, you know, I I absolutely love the business. I love the business that you know. I'm 44 years old right now, and I know a lot of times you're not supposed to say your age. I will. I'm 44 years old, and um, don't be ashamed I found of it. Something that I know I can be doing when I'm 95 years old. And you can tell stories and and be on a set and you can produce and you can direct and you can act and you can kind of leave something behind that uh, you know and not to get I don't know it just it's a good feeling to know that when I get a part and say for instance a Spider-Man and I'm going in the wardrobe and you know they're handing me a gun and a hat and figuring out what shoes I'm going to wear there's a feeling of people ask me all the time what's it like being an actor and I say. You know, for me anyway, it's like I'm eight years old again. And, you know, when you're it's Halloween and you don't know what you're going to be, like a holly, you know, like a, a cowboy or an Indian or an Army guy, that's what I feel like when I get a job. Hmm. Okay. Would you like to, because you, you were, like, saying before, giving, like, examples, like, besides acting and producing, right, can you see yourself on the other side of the camera, like, directing film or a TV show or writing for a TV show or movie? Can you see yourself doing that as well? 
Well, yes, I, I produced one movie called Rustin. You can get it through Netflix, R-U-S-T-I-N. Uh, I'm real proud of that project. Uh, Wally Fitzger was the DP on it. He got nominated for Batman. We had some really quality people around it. It sold to Showtime. Uh, you know, I went back to Birmingham, Alabama, my home, and we um, I produced it and I played a supporting role, but I learned a lot by doing it. And you know, I'm pitching my next project around L.A. right now, and I'm excited to tell that story. But I'm a... Uh, I'm a doc filmmaker at heart. I follow a couple subjects. I don't really talk about this much either, but, you know, this is kind of a first interview, and you've asked some really good questions. I have a couple subjects. One subject is Boeason, B-O-E-A-S-O-N.com, Boeason.com. I've been following that actor for about 10 years, uh-huh. and him and Larry Moss, which is my acting coach, I've been following them for the last 10 years, and I've just started the editing process. I have over 200 hours of footage. So, yeah, I'm a doc filmmaker at heart. I love uh, the truth, you know, when you can feel the truth when you see a documentary or a film. Uh, so as far as me, I want to be an a, a, a actor that's a gun for hire. Go work for Sam Raimi. Go work for Mick G. Go work for Michael Bay. But I'm producing and finding my own stories because uh, it gives you creative control not only financially, but to do the stories you want to tell, but also go out and work for those other great filmmakers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the, that's the perfect way to do it. Start off with the acting. Hey, my my Start- baby just walked in. I just went, hey, Sean. Hey. Hey. I just <laughs> want to say hey to my son live on the radio. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go outside in the backyard. <laughs> All right. See, that makes it real, doesn't it? Yes. You're not the first one that's actually had their kids make a cameo appearance on this program. Oh, it's, really? Well, maybe at the end I'll have them. He says only a few words. He says ball and uh, banana, banana and the B words, you know? Oh. oh. And, Can you hear me okay? <laughs> yes. Okay, great. I just want to make sure you hear me all right. We, we hear you loud and clear, man. So he hasn't said dada yet, or has he? Well, we're, we use papa. Okay. We use papa. I so, um, <laughs> and I know he has not said that yet, but it shouldn't be much longer. He's 17 months. Okay. He'll be getting there. Don't worry. He'll get there. That's all right. So, uh, I heard, I heard a little, uh, little, uh, story about you yesterday. Um, your research, what, what kind of research did you do? It was, uh, I mean, it wasn't interesting. It isn't interesting. It wasn't really a story. It was a comment. And I, I'm, just wanted to clarify, if it was true, that uh, you were on an episode of True Blood. That did happen, and you can actually, the episode is called Time Bomb, and you can actually see that this week. They're showing, it aired for the first time on Sunday night, and uh, it's uh, they're doing the reruns all this week before the next episode airs on Sunday. It's one of the coolest shows uh, I've done. It's real, really cool to be a part of, and... I don't die, and my wife always reminds me when you don't die, you have a really good chance to come back. That's right. About that. that is right. Who did you who did you play on, or what did you play on that? Were you? Were you I played. I'm heavily involved. It's funny now I can talk about it because they're so secretive on what you can say, but um, I can tell you everything now. I mean, because uh, it's already aired. It's already aired. I'm heavily involved with the um, the fellowship of of the Sun, the church. It's heavily involved with the church and. I come really close to stabbing Eric in the back, the, the main vampire, tall, blonde-haired guy. Yes. And if I would have 
put that stake through his back, it would have changed the show. But he got me. Um, he pushed. You know, he he was able with his vampire powers to uh, take control of me. But I was real close. Sookie came up and screaming and everything else. But I got real close to stabbing him and changing the whole story. You know, but it didn't happen. But the thing is, I was able to run away and he wasn't able to kill me. <laughs> so I feel like I have a good chance to be one. You know, I'm one of the town folks, a member of the church, and you know, there's all there's next season rolling around, and there's writers that write stories and change things and i think they need to bring me back and i need to go toe to toe with these vampires they have nothing on me that's right you could be you could be the next angel but yet not as a vampire is that possible <laughs> i don't know it's you got me thinking i know my wife loves those vampires and she loves that show and um you know it was, it was just uh when you walked on that set you could tell it was a very successful show uh just because the way they handled everything and the actors are you know anna anna Paquin's very she exudes sexuality she's very floating around in her summer dress like a little butterfly and to work with her and you know uh alexander skarsgård and seeing how they're, they're really friendly but when the camera rolls they jump into these characters and um you know about the thing what i said about anna i mean i've you, know, you can look at my credits. I've worked with Cameron Diaz, Moon Blood Good, Megan Fox, uh, yeah. um, some very attractive women, and she ranks up there with 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 all of them. With all of them, that's right. Jennifer Connelly too, in House of Sand, Sand and Fog, just to name another one. Nice. Not name dropping, but I did kind of, didn't I? Yes, 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 yes. But that's fine. You're allowed to name drop, just so you know. <laughs> okay. So. So, yeah, no restrictions on that front. But uh, I, I do have a caller here. I have no idea where they're calling from. Um, I'm going, if you want to take it? Absolutely. All right. All right, I'm nervous here. I'm nervous with those, with those callers that have no digits. Uh, so, <laughs> caller from wherever you're calling from, speak up. You're on the phone with Michael Papajohn and Buzzworthy with Novell. Where are you calling from? Who are you? Hey, Michael, uh, this is uh, John from Massachusetts. How are you, sir? Hey, John, I'm good. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, hey, I just uh, will follow you on Twitter and uh, love the pictures that you're putting up and thought you'd kind of just share some thoughts. It seems like a lot of celebrities these days uh, kind of go into sharing every detail of their life, but um, you do a really cool job always wondering, like, what's going on at different movie events or shows, and you have uh, get some great celebrity shots in there, so thought it'd be something uh, just to kind of sh share with us your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, that's a great. I've really had a lot of fun with Twitter and Snap My Life because uh, of technology today and how fast it moves and how you can reach out. Uh, actually, uh, you know, when I, whenever I'm taking a picture and I Twitter it out and I know it's going to Snap My Life, I always I don't really think about that actor in Los Angeles or people in the so-called entertainment business. I always think about that person in the Midwest, you know, that's maybe never been to L.A., that, you know, if I can put them behind the scenes in a, um, for me, eating craft service or me putting some bullet hits on before I get shot or me about in makeup, and not just about me being able to shoot, you know, Warner Brothers lot or, you know, going to some of these uh, Hollywood functions and, and take some pictures uh, of some things, my POV, and be able to add a little you know, be able to tweet something to go along with that picture. Uh, it, it's it, it's really cool. It's like shooting a documentary. I said earlier that I'm a doc filmmaker at heart, but right. now you have a chance to do a doc 
on your life in, in, in as far as pictures say a thousand words, you know, that saying, I, I really believe that's true. So, so when I do it, I, I don't, um, I, I just really enjoy it. And actually when I go back to snap my life, me and my wife get the biggest joy out of going, Oh, remember that? Oh, we were in Palm Springs. So yeah. I really opened my life up to my, my son, my wife, uh, my, my business, um, and the ups and downs of it, of, of whatever might come my way. I love taking pictures of food. I'm a, I love food, you know. So if I get I love a big food, uh, you just have me sold right there. I think you just hey. a million cool points with food, with me. That's great. Cool, and we can always plug Papa John's Pizza if they give me an endorsement deal. I'll take a bunch of pictures of Papa John's Pizza and say how much I like it. <laughs> Not just because it's the same last name as the pizza company, but I really like Papa John's Pizza. <laughs> oh, we love Papa John's Pizza. It's the best. Oh, yeah, baby. But, but, but I appreciate your question, uh, kind of to wrap up on the whole Twitter thing and, and, and the snap my life. I'm, uh, I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm going to continue. You know, my, my website's michaelpapajohn.com, and they can follow me at, at michaelpapajohn, and and uh, I've been able uh, to just really, really enjoy that. Great. And uh, I have to say, I'm addicted to this whole this whole Twitter thing. I mean, if you ask anybody, they'll tell you right away that I'm addicted to Twitter. Twitter is like my whole life. And it's really cool for you and other celebs as well, like the caller had mentioned, to see, you know, more into their lives, so to speak, um, than, we, than we normally get to see. You know what I mean? Like, now we don't have to worry about going to the gossip, uh, the gossip shows or the gossip columns to find out what exactly are they doing. They're pretty much telling us what they're doing right now on their computer, and I think that's really cool. And well, you know what, uh, like. Navelle, what you said is great. What, what I do love about Twitter, and I meant to say this one thing, it gives you your own voice, and you don't have to worry about people editing you a certain way, uh, and you can always respond in that moment of time of how you feel, what's going on, and it just gives, it's not even a celebrity, it gives anybody a voice, and it's a powerful, uh, powerful model. I mean, I took some, you know, for me to say hello to Mick G last night and have a conversation, and, and I say this, but I was able to Twitter it out, excited, because the end of the conversation, by saying, hey, I'll see you on the next one, and to be able to Twitter that out uh, to, not not a fan base, just people that are following me, that, hey, you know, I'm, uh, you know, Keanu Reeves is right next to me, or whatever it might be. Um, right. It's uh, it's interesting uh, to uh, to to be in that moment of time and be able to pass that on. That's great. That is great. So uh, one of the things I definitely want to ask you is uh, what you want. Well, first of all, I have to ask this because a lot of people who we ask say they don't have time to watch television. Do you watch TV first before I ask? I, um, well, I'm, I'm a straight shooter always. When I audition for a role on television, like I'm able to go to YouTube, I'm able to TiVo some things. I want to watch the show before I audition for it to kind of get the feel on the show. Um, I'm a huge, I am a huge fan of True Blood. Uh, my wife got me hooked on the show. But as far as when I watch television, I like Dark Blue. Not, I'm not just plugging shows I was in, but when you're on a show, uh, uh, you're able to be like when I worked on Dark Blue, uh, it had a film-like quality to it yeah. and uh, a feel to it. So I kind of I dove into that show, and that's Jerry Bruckheimer produced on TNT. Uh, there's a few shows I follow. My wife's huge on reality TV. I, I don't watch any reality TV. I got to be honest with you. I mean, I, I tweeted out a picture of The Hills, 
And I mean, it was attractive girls and a couple guys. They were shooting some reality show at this party last night. I, I didn't even know the Hills were a reality show, but I, but when I tweeted the picture out, I said, Hey, well, maybe there's some people out there that know what the Hills are. And, you know, they would like to see a picture of these actors, you know? Right. Right. Cause what I wanted to know is what would you like to work on that's on air right now or anything of the sort that you would like to work on that you haven't worked on yet? Well, uh, you know, I, I actually, in my DNA, I feel like I'm a cop, you know, a cop, you know, just yeah. trying to find out the truth. So whenever, like, I, I worked on CSI New York and worked with Gary Sinise, I got a, that was a great, you know, he treated you great on that show. I mean, I guess everything I worked on, I got a story, but as far as me, what I would like to do, of course, I'd like to be a series regular, not just a guest star, not somebody that just pops in and shows up, plays a bad guy and dies. Right, but, right. hey, let, 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 let's put uh, Michael Pop John in a series and let's have him play a cop that, that, that maybe maybe goes on the dark side to get what he needs. You know what I'm saying? Or, or yeah. find the answer. Uh, that feels really close to my heart. I would love to have a series not only uh, because you're, you, it's that income coming in, but it's able to jump in a character and, and play him for three or four or five years or however long the show runs. That would be very, very exciting. I think so. I, I think so because I when I had saw your picture your headshot one of the headshots that they had um, sent me the, I immediately thought that you had this like Chris Maloney type look and feel about yourself so I could picture you in that kind of like Law and Order kind of role where you're like one of the detectives I could see yeah, you playing thanks. A, uh, I a, think as a compliment I, I worked with I used to stunt double Chris on a show called First and Ten years ago, probably one of his first series he got, um, and uh, I know Chris from that show, but he does a great job on his show, but yeah, I feel that too, uh, being a cop and trying to find out the truth or trying to find out the answer, and then being able to uh, work on that show weekly and develop that character where you find out more about uh, his relationship issues or maybe his drinking problem or whatever it might be, um, that would be um, that would be a, a thrill actually. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. So before we before we sign off here, I can't believe a half hour just came and went. Uh, would you? I would be honored if you would do a uh, promo for our show if you would like to do one. I'd do a promo? Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. I hope you guys have me back, man. I know that 30 minutes flew by. Whenever I, I would love to have you myself, back, man. it flies by, doesn't it? It does. I would love to have you back, man. That door is always open. I will not shut it ever. Cool. Until, until they kick me off the network, which I hope they don't for a long time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, we'd love to have you back here on the show. So if you, um, it could go in the realm of this is Michael Papa John, and you're listening to Buzzworthy Radio. Or you can put your own spin on it, your own feel to it, however you want. It's all up to you. The floor is yours whenever you're ready. Hey, this is Michael Papajohn. You're listening to Buzzworthy Radio. It rocks. Very nice, sir. We'd love to have you back here anytime. Michael Papajohn, everybody, thank you so much for coming out today. Uh, thanks so much, uh, Navelle. And you better have me back or I'll hunt you down. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You you better not. I might have a stake in my back pocket or something that I might. Who knows? I I have guns. I got all kind of props. That's right. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. All right. So take care, buddy. See you. Take Bye. care. All right, you guys. 
we are going to be back here on our 200th episode. Our 200th episode is going to it's a, it's a milestone. I cannot believe we're going to be at 200 episodes on Tuesday. We are going to mark our 200th episode with another milestone. Two milestones in the same show. Two milestones being our show hitting 200 and also our Guiding Light Tribute show. Our Guiding Light Tribute show with Vera Roussel and some seem surprised guests coming onto the show. Definitely want to check that out. Our 200th show, Tuesday, August 18, 2009 at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Coast Time. It's a two-hour broadcast. Celebrate our 200th episode milestone with another milestone celebrating 72 years of the light, guiding light. So make sure you guys tune in next week. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. I'm Navelle Daily signing off, making sure you get the latest buzz with Buzzwordy Radio. See you guys then. Take care. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows, and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy. She asks hard-hitting questions. I want to know if you guys are wearing clean underwear tonight. She invites listeners to actively take part in the show. You want to put makeup on my husband? She shares her innermost feelings. You know, I'm going to go on the record and say I would like a blow-up doll. It's broadcasting as only Annie can bring to the table. Now, I mean, really, with all the reality TV out there, that I would watch. Unfortunately, it's radio, and she knows her limitations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not right. Annie and Burl Live, every Wednesday and Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, and 7 p.m. Pacific.